someone who wants to know the truth, who loves truth, and who really wants a deeper understanding of how things actually work in the world of money, business, human psychology, relationships, then you're really going to enjoy listening to today's podcast with Paul Council. Um, I've been around coaches my whole life and consciously or subconsciously evaluating coaches, leaders, mentors my whole life. And I can honestly say that I haven't met anyone like Paul. His depth of knowledge and his ability to get a message across is uh, beyond anything that I've discovered over the years. And I think that you're going to find a lot of wisdom in the messages that he shares. If your goal is to improve your income, to have more fun in life, to find the space to do the things that you want to do, to help more people, then you're really going to enjoy this. Yeah, I mean, adding the money, you know, we added the money conversation to Real Movement gradually over the last sort of year and a half and and obviously a lot more since, you know, you've been contributing. Um, Some people really push back against that and I do get like, you know, negative messages of like, oh, why are you becoming this money guy now? You know, <laughs> I loved your fitness stuff, but, you know, why do you, why do you have to talk about this? It's really damaging to your, to your image, to your brand. So you can see like straight away there's some people are triggered by well, me saying, well, you're, you're part of the economy. <laughs> why don't you, you know, why don't you do that on your own terms? Why don't you do that in a way that <clears throat> brings you to a life that you want? Um, I experienced some financial pressure last year, more so than I experienced in the past. And I, I, I finally understood what a lot of families feel like with their sort of two wages and just never actually being able to, to get by. And I know you grew up in that sort of environment as well. I made the decision because there was enough pain there, like something has to change here. And I realized that it wasn't going to be just more business coaching, more income wasn't going to be the solution because I doubled my income four times in six years. And, you know, I, I lived it really poor and simply like you had. And it got to a point where even though income was increasing, my quality of life was increasing, my financial stress was increasing. And, and with a wife and with two children, I really understood what this thing was about financial pressure that seems to be um, a key topic for, for a lot of people. The alternative is something that most people haven't experienced. The only way I'd really experienced freedom was with poverty as a backpacker where I was living on you know, $10,000 a year, sleeping on floors, eating the cheapest food, and I felt free in that time. And I think um, you know, some of the people on the call or you know, people listening in, may have experienced that kind of freedom when you go on holiday and you've got nothing to do. Um, it's, it's like another version on that where you can go and explore any day, you can read books. But what does it feel like to have that with money, I guess, is, um, is my question for you. As having experienced that simple student life and, and those other styles of living and, and how you live now, um, yeah, what's that like? It's... Um there's a couple of really interesting um, thought forms there. Um, I'll, I'll take on the first one, which is the pushback that you get from uh, people who, you know, quote unquote, uh, you know, offering you the label of sellout or, 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 or words to that effect. And look, they always 
uh, provide the greatest areas of learning and the greatest areas of skill development. And so the most normal thing to do is to feel somewhat under siege and somewhat defensive when you feel you're being attacked for uh, the contributions that you're trying to broadly present. And that, that's a natural thing, but it's part of, again, the social engineering. And so to be able to stand in the energy of that feedback and, and not react, but respond is, uh, is, is something that requires the development of skill over. And you can only develop the skill through repetition. So that means you need a lot of pushback to be able to stand in the heat and, and do the learning that you need to learn in order to develop the skill. And so, you know, the learning is always going to come from your greatest nemesis, uh, whoever they are. Uh, but we feel so awkward and we feel so uncomfortable when that happens, but that's the area of greatest learning. And, and again, if you understand that their decision brain is exactly the same as anybody else's decision brain and you've got six channels six devices, six um, areas of uh, communication that can uh, support and help. And so one of them is contrast, of course. And so you start a process of inquiry. So look, you know, what are the most important things to you? You know, I know that, yeah, look, yeah, I get the, I get the pushback. Yep, yep, great. But you know, just, let, just help me understand you a little bit better. You know, what's the most important thing for you? What's the most important? Do you have family? Do you have children? What's the most important thing for your children? What would you, what, what sort of would you like to be able to achieve that gives you ultimate peace of mind? And you can just go through that series of questions. Um, you know, what sort of peace of mind would you like? What sort of experiences? Uh, what sort of uh, legacy would you like to um, a, experience for yourself, but also pass on to your children. And once you start articulating, once they start giving you, you know, their story, it is always, it is always, it is always going to be the story of desire. It is always going to be the story of what they lack. I want more space. I want more freedom. I want a new car. I want a better house. I want great education. I want great medical support, whatever it is. That is always a story of lack because it, it points to what they don't have. So I call that the void. And so the way they language it is, is their story and their void. Now you get an opportunity as a solution provider to fill that void, don't you? Now, yep. if you say whatever it is that they want, well, it doesn't matter what they want, you know, greater rela connected relationships, then you say, well, okay, so, so how do we actually do that? How do we, if you're really busy chasing a table, tail because you're trying to put food on the table and, and, you know, do the right things by family, then how do you achieve those things? And, of course, they're not going to be able to say the how, but the how will always come from a different map. The how has to come from a different map because the map that they're using is a rather constrictive one. And so then you say, look, well, we have to have space, don't we? We have to have space to do some learning, just like you're learning in real movement. You have to have that space. And, you know, 
if you think about the amount of time space to do whatever you're doing in real movement, you know, you've got to have not only physical space to do the, uh, the exercises or the whatever you're doing, you've got to have time space to do it. You've got to have information space. You've got to have um, head space. You know, if you're, your head's full of stressy things, business-related or otherwise, you've got to have heart space. You've got to have... And so if you think about it, the only thing that money can buy you is actually space. Money can only ever buy you what's for sale. Happiness is not for sale, but space and learning are. And so... If you had more money, would you have more learning? Would you be able to provide for those things that you currently can't provide? And so all it is is a series of questions that continually draw out the contrast between what they're saying that they want and what they're identifying that they don't have through their story, which is always about the emptiness or the unfulfillment or the void. And so when you understand that great conversations lead people to their truth. The only reason why you're getting pushback is because that's just a reactionary part of the design process of social engineering. But if they say that what they want, what, you know, the important things that they want, they can't get them because they don't have the appropriate map for it. They're trying to navigate Paris with a map of Hobart. But that will offer you the greatest opportunity to discover and inquire. And, and again, nothing has to change, but you are learning in a powerful skill. Yeah, in the past, it's definitely been really tough when I've had that criticism and I've really like fought back against it. There's a few times where that's really happened and it's kind of, it's been, yeah, one some of the most challenging stuff in my life and it's literally just been the battle in my own head of, like, I'm getting criticised here, like, how do I deal with this? Um, and it definitely it has been a good learning. So I think, you know, um, I did street selling in a while, uh, in the, uh, for uh, Amnesty International for a little while in my 20s during the, it was sort of one of those backpacking-type jobs. I think that was the the start of dealing with rejection and then gradually, you know, that's very impersonal because it's not my product and it's, you know, you just over and over again and people are busy and you understand. And then gradually, I guess it's sort of become more personal and, and, you know, uh, it, yeah, it, it gets tougher, but then I think now it's also become easier because I've been through those things as, as you're sort of framing it up there. And I do understand more so now that, well, yeah, where's this person coming from? What experiences are they going through? Mm, um, mm. And I think that's something that everyone's going to have to go through. If they're going to put their $1,000 bottle of wine out there, exactly. someone's exactly. going to be angry at them for having that $1,000 bottle of wine on the menu. Yep. Yep. But that's a choice. That's a choice. You can yep. learn whatever it is you need to learn to grow through that, or you take the $1,000 bottle of wine off and you, yeah. you, know, you fight your way in the space of the commodity by not yep. controlling your value frame. So you've just been listening to a nine-figure money mentor. Paul was broke at 40. He didn't know money up until that point. He decided to become wealthy. He became wealthy, and he's been teaching other people how to achieve financial abundance since that time. It's a really unique opportunity, and I don't know anyone 
else who's doing what Paul's doing in teaching investing across different vehicles and in teaching building elite business, all with the outcome of a life of more freedom. If you'd love to experience the impact that Paul's teachings can have on your life and your future, use the link in the show notes to find out more.